Good evening. Good to see all of you out tonight. Um, I had one brother. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not even going to look his way. Um, who said that if you see us on our phones tonight, <laughs> yeah, we're reading our Bibles, right? Okay. <laughs> Phones down everybody, right? There's more important things to do tonight, right? Because if the Lord comes, I want to be right here with you in the Word of God. Many of you have probably heard about or maybe heard words of the famous sermon by Jonathan Edwards. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Here are some words. O sinner, consider the fearful danger that you are in. It is a great furnace of wrath, a wide and bottomless pit full of the fire of wrath that you are held over in the hand of that God whose wrath is provoked and incensed as much against you as against many of the damned in hell. You hang by a slender thread with the flames of divine wrath flashing about it and ready every moment to singe it, to burn it asunder. And you have no interest in any mediator and nothing to lay hold of to save yourself, nothing to keep off the flames of wrath, nothing of your own, nothing that you've ever done, nothing that you can do to induce God to spare you one moment. End of quote. Just to be sure tonight, you need to know that sinners are in a dreadful position with God. We don't talk a whole lot about this for whatever reason. We don't like negativity or we don't like to think that we could possibly be in that situation. But without Jesus, you are. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but flip it on its head. The opposite is true as well. There is condemnation for those outside of Jesus. That doesn't make us happy. God's nature demands that he punish sin. So the the pressing question is, can anything be done? Can anything be done to appease or to satisfy the wrath of God that we have offended? And the answer is yes. And we're happy about that statement. The answer is yes. Today our word or tonight our word is propitiation. I I probably just learned how to say that a couple of years ago. It's not a word that we use often, is it? Because it's a very unique word. It's not in your daily vocabulary for sure. It's a very unique word, though, to God's plan through Jesus. Romans 3 and verse 25, whom God set forth as a propitiation. Propitiation in the Greek is translated as the appeasement or the satisfying, averting the wrath of God and his judgment. It, if you will, provides a covering For our human sin. It's interesting though that in the Old Testament when this idea is used, the word would be translated to a Hebrew term 
And that Hebrew term would be translated as a covering or a mercy seat in which the lid of the Ark of the Covenant where the sacrificial blood was placed for the atonement of the sins of the people or for the sins of the people. The the background of related Greek terms of propitiation is interesting. These words, as we'll bring them up later, were used of of a sacrifice once brought in order to please or to appease the anger of the gods, little g. So many of the Greeks had this word in use. The individual chanced that the attitude of the god or gods might be altered, hoping that the gods would be willing to look upon the person with favor from which further blessings might flow. And while Greek pagan gods were believed to despise humans, The true God loves even sinful man without prejudice. Our interest in propitiation is in how it's used in the New Testament tonight. It's a word that's employed within the context of salvation itself. Salvation being its own big word. But propitiation falls within a family of names, of other words really, like atonement reconciliation, salvation, and redemption. And it conveys a particular nuance about salvation that we should all really appreciate tonight. Propitiation is found in the New Testament, at least in my American Standard Version of the New Testament, four times. Let me give you these four scriptures in which they're found. Number one, Romans 3, verse 23 and 25. For we have all sinned and... That's right, you know this, and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified, that was last week's word, as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17 Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things, that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. It's also in 1 John twice. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1. My little children, I'm writing these things that you might not sin. And if anyone sins, he has an advocate. With the Father, Jesus, the Christ, the righteous, he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but for the whole world. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and following. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love of is from God, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. One, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. But this is the love of God that was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him in this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be, here it is, the propitiation of for our sins. Now what I want to do with you, we'll put these on the screen. I want to give you four key words to help us in our understanding of the blessings that propitiation brings us and brings you tonight. 
And I hope your understanding of this, your acceptance of this, um, will carry you through, through another week, if not the rest of your life. Here are the words. Word number one is source. Source. Where does the propitiation come from? God the Father. God initiates and initiated the propitiation. You understand, uh, with what we've done in the introduction is we've, we've tried to wrap our head around this, the meaning of this big word. And it is that he himself, as almighty God, sent the answer to his wrath. You, you didn't have to go finding the answer somewhere. We don't have to guess about the answer. He sent the answer. And he goes, yes, I'm a God of wrath. He has to be. Because he's a just God. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. So he has to be a God of wrath against sin, against, against your sin. And yet, this isn't something where we go, well, maybe I could find something to offer him that would appease the wrath. No, you don't have to do that. He gave you what appeases the wrath, what satisfies the wrath. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 8, because God looks upon us with loving favor. Even when we're in sin, he looks upon us. But God, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us much more than having been Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him, through Jesus. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You see, in contrast to the secular use of the word, that is man bringing a sacrifice to appease the gods, God is the one who provides a sacrifice. He provides, if you will, a piece of himself. His one unique son that he gave for you. And he demonstrates how great his love is for us. So back to Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace to the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, listen to this version, whom God displayed publicly. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. God is the source. Here's word number two, sins. Sin, sin is the need. It's the need for propitiation. I want you to note in every verse mentioned below, in every verse mentioned above that we've already discussed, you remember the four verses that we just went through that has propitiation in it? All four of them has to do with our sins. Romans 3, for all have sinned and fallen short, he provides a propitiation. Hebrews 2, 17, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. 1 John 2, he himself, the propitiation for our sins. 
1 John 4, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The alienation results from our rebellion, not from a reluctant God. Sin separates us from divine fellowship because we have all sinned. And because of sin, men must suffer the wrath of God. Do you know that God's wrath is mentioned 500 and 85 times in the Old Testament alone. In the New Testament, it reminds us of the reality and the severity and the righteousness of God's wrath. Romans 1, all throughout Romans. Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, 1 Thessalonians 1, all of these mentioning the wrath of God for our sins, for my sins, for your sins. Praise God tonight that he is not only the source of the propitiation, but that he gave us a way to be free, cleansed, released, acquitted, justified, redeemed from our sins. Praise God. Here's the third word in relation to propitiation. Substitution. Jesus. Jesus is the substitution. He's the propitiation. He is the sacrifice who willingly gave himself. Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Grace to you, peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might rescue us from this present age according to the will of God our Father. Listen to it again. Who gave himself for our sins that he might rescue us. You needed to be rescued. That's actually a humbling thought that you, because of your sins, me, because of my sins, needed to be rescued. And Jesus is the one. He's the lifeline. He is the propitiation. He is a divine person who took on flesh, was qualified through suffering, and tasted death for every man. Hebrews 2 and verse 10. His blood, that is his death, his blood, that we celebrate, commemorate every single Lord's Day. It's his blood, which is the means by which our sins are forgiven. The nature of his sacrifice is this. As an infinite being in the flesh, he bore the divine equivalent of finite man's condemnation in hell for eternity. And there, there's the possibility of our salvation. His sacrifice is sufficient to avert the wrath of God. It's great to be a Christian. So here's Word number four then, salvation. Salvation, or you could put reconciliation up here. It is the result of the propitiation. Jesus died that God might be the justifier also, putting all of our sins upon him. But listen to this. Romans 3, we go back to this one more time. Maybe this is the third or fourth time we've done it. And verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short 
of the glory of God. That includes you. Being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Watch this part. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. Through faith. You see, the benefits of his death are are not extended without conditions. Otherwise, what would we need him for? If it's available to everyone, what would, what would we need to be here for? What do we need to have faith for? We have to be saved through faith. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved. That's God's part. For by grace you have been saved. Now here comes your part. Through faith. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of work, lest any man should boast. This through faith concept means that we must accept and believe what God says and do what he requires. That, we're going to say this from this pulpit until the day I die or leave here, whatever comes first. We have to get faith right. It is that we accept it, we believe it, and we do what's required of it. That's biblical faith. If we just accept it, it just is, it's, we're in the same category as demons. We're in the same category as Satan. But no, we don't just accept it. We obey it. Being the propitiation for our sins, Jesus is the one who says, He who faiths, he who believes, and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 16. There are some that believe they are Christians, but they didn't do it this way. You can believe that you are anything, But until you act upon that belief and do it exactly the way God wants it done, it's not going to be right. It can't be right. We have to abide by this. And brethren, we have to stick with this. Listen to this. We are united with Christ in the likeness of his death. We are buried with him in baptism, raised to walk from that raised from that watery grave, and we shall be united with him in the likeness of his resurrection. All that found in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. And so this idea of propitiation means that Jesus is the only way. There is no other way. Jesus is the only way for salvation. We must obey him. Hebrews 5 and verse 9, it's powerful. Having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation. The source of eternal salvation. And he loves us that much. Christianity, unlike everything else in the world, it's unlike every other religion. It's all based on love. That he loved us, and therefore he gave. And we accept it by faith, and we're obedient. 
So my challenge to you, my question to you, will you by faith obey the one who offers to satisfy your sins by his son's blood? It is great to be a Christian. Our sins have been forgiven because God made his son the propitiation, the satisfaction. He covers us. And those sins are gone. Stop bringing them up. They're gone. They're satisfied. The wrath is satisfied. Day in and day out, the wrath of God is satisfied. Now live in that security. Live in that grace and continue to be obedient to the one who gives us eternal life. And if you haven't been, don't leave here tonight. Do not leave here tonight. And if you're watching live stream, make your way to this building. Call us, do something. Let us know you're coming. And we'll stay here and wait for you. Won't we, church? Every single one of us, won't we, church? That's right, because that's how much we have put our faith in the one who gave his son to die for us. We want all men to be saved just like our heavenly father does. And that's why we're here tonight.